And so we are in a season of talking about temptation. Remember back just two months ago for January 1st, where everybody was being encouraged to write out their New Year's resolutions, to make commitments not to be tempted by one thing or the other, but to change their lives in some ways, usually for their personal betterment. And then we have entered into the season of Lent. Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. We had ashes to go at the train station. We had the community Lenten luncheon and worship service with the imposition of ashes here at um, lunchtime. And then we had another evening worship service with imposition of ashes, marking ourselves so we might remember that it is, it is a season of penitence, a season to turn ourselves and the world around so that we might bring glory to God. I like best the, the Hebrew understanding of turning oneself around to shoot. It means a quick turning, and that's what Lent is calling us to do. Notice in our scripture, well, maybe you didn't notice because we didn't read that part, but at the end of chapter 3, um, as we're carrying on this story, Jesus was just baptized by the Holy Spirit. And he was baptized and heard, and this is my son with whom I am well pleased, my beloved son. And then, shoop, a quick turning, and the Spirit leads him out into the wilderness which is where we pick up our story today. So that Jesus is immediately brought out into this wilderness for this time of temptation. So as we go on our Lenten journey, we are called to look at temptation. And now there's different kinds of temptation that we face. There's that temptation of the flesh. We want to eat too much. We want to drink too much. We want, to, um, we want to satisfy our carnal pleasures. Um, we are ones who are just hungry for all those good things in life, for all those physical things that we want. And then we're, we're running into um, a period of time, I think, where, where narcissism is running rampant. That whole sense of narcissism where we see things only from our own lens. Now this should seem a little shocking because in the last 30 years, certainly in the social sciences, all we talk about is the concept of postmodernism and how that changes the way we look at things. Because in postmodernism, we understand that there is not only one viewpoint to look and understand the way the world is, to understand how culture is, to understand how peoples are, but that everyone has their own worldview to look at things. And yet somehow we've made this big shift back, it seems, that people are just saying, what's in it for me? How does this affect me? What do I need? What, how does this affect me and maybe the small group I identify with? 
but it's getting harder and harder, it seems, to break out of that and think from different perspectives, especially perspectives that are much different from our own. And we get caught up in that sin of pride where we think, oh, didn't I do that well? Oh, this went well because I am so skilled or I am so talented or even because I worked really hard to make it happen. And we look at everything thinking that we have got the power to be able to affect our own outcome. And yet Jesus goes off and is tempted by the devil. And he begins where he is told, turn these stones into loaves of bread. Feed yourself. There's no reason for you to be hungry. And Jesus tells the devil, that wily creature, he says that we do not feast on bread alone, but on the word of God. That it is God that sustains us, not bread. That he can do without for a while because he is being sustained by God. And then when he is brought up on the pinnacle to see all of the world outstretched before him, and he looks down and Satan says, all of that, all of that can be yours. All of that can be yours. And Jesus looks out there and turns to Satan. And he says to him, don't test the Lord your God. Now, I don't know about you, but I know my testing of God has happened many times in my life. And I know that there are times when I look out and see whatever, and I test God, saying, God, you need to make this different. This can't be what it is, but Jesus looks out and turns away from having control over all of that and says, no, thy will be done. I will not test God, but let God's will be done. And then the devil takes him and says, you can have all the kingdoms of the world. You can be almighty. You can be all powerful. You can have everything under your control. Whatever you say will go. Whatever you desire will happen. And Jesus says, no, I will worship God only and serve God only. That I do not need to be in control. I need to let God be in control. And so, as we're on our Lenten journeys, we need to realize that we need to face our temptations, whatever they are. Our temptations of the flesh, our temptations of, of being so inward focused we cannot see the world, of being so prideful that we cannot let ourselves be humble before God. We need to face those temptations, and we need to realize they're there. 
We are not above temptation. We are not above temptation. Jesus wasn't. We will be tempted, and we need to face those temptations. What we need to do is not focus on those temptations. We need to learn not to let the temptations be our focus, but to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness, and then all these other things will be added unto us. Seek first God's kingdom. Go to Psalm 121 if you're clinging. And where does my help come from? My help comes from God as we turn our eyes to the hills. We have to look up. We need to look out. We need to see God. We need to see God's beloved. We need to see more than ourselves. And I will confess to you right now that it is a temptation right now for me just to turn inward. To sit here and sit in my grief and in my pain and not be aware of others. And yet when I face that temptation and focus first on God's love, oh my goodness, the blessings that roll down, the blessings that roll down are amazing. I'm able to be open to God's beloved who are being Christ for me when I am in a broken place. We're able to pour God's love into me. If we face our temptation but do not focus on our temptations, then our lives can truly be blessed. And so on our Lenten journeys, I invite you to face what you need to face but then focus your eyes above so that God can bless you and God can carry you and that we can all be part of that body of Christ carrying each other so that we might truly be blessed, be healed, and made whole. In Jesus' name I pray.